0: She is the founder of Big Tree School of Natural Healing and the author of Meridian Massage, Opening Pathways to Vitality. I first met Cindy in 2010, and you know when you first connect with someone and you know that you're going to have lots of layers, you already feel like you've met them before. That was my experience when I first met Cindy. I'm thrilled to be able to call her a friend. Welcome, Cindy. I can't wait to dive in with you.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Casey. It's really, really fun. And yeah, there is that... That mysterious click thing that happens, and what a fun journey it's been together.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, 100%. So tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you came to uh, natural medicine. I know you first started as a licensed massage therapist, but then it really exploded into the world of classical Chinese medicine. Can you give a little taste (laughs) of who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. Yeah. Even before massage therapy, I went to college for health education. I was just always interested in health and healing. And then in my early 20s, I had this kind of mysterious abdominal pain that I couldn't figure out. And then, of course, I got scared and I went from one doctor to another and got lots of strange information like, oh, you have this, oh, you have nothing. And <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, fortunately, I lived in Ithaca, New York, which is a very progressive town in upstate New York, and there was an acupuncturist there, um, probably one of the first acupuncturists really in the West. And I went to her, and after two or three sessions, mystery pain was gone. And uh, she taught me a lot about the relationship between my state of mind and what was going on in my, in my uh, intestines and my digestion. And I was just kind of blown out by that. So I had a taste then, very early on, and, uh, and then I was also um, practicing or studying um, karate. So I have kind of had this, like, edging my way towards Chinese medicine in different ways. And then, yeah, I went to massage school, and I, I really loved massage school. But what I loved the most was the part on shiatsu, which is Japanese uh, form of acupressure. I almost quit massage school to just go study acupressure. But I was like, no, stay, (laughs) stay focused, finish something. So I did, and then I came back to Ithaca and I had a a really nice practice in massage therapy. And then my partner Andrea and I uh, opened up the Finger Lakes School of Massage. And that sort of brought full circle my interest in health education and teaching, because massage therapy is just a great avenue for teaching about health. I taught the anatomy classes there and massage classes and just helped get the school going and all that. And we had a blast. And we worked with a lot of really wonderful students and amazing teachers. But I always wanted to keep going in Chinese medicine. (laughs) So uh, after we sold the school, I came down here to Florida and got to pursue Chinese medicine. And it was an extremely academic program, which was very disappointing to me. But I did, like, get all the details put in my head mm-hmm. and then I kept that kind of launched me in a search for really the heart of Chinese medicine. That's what I've been looking for. And I was fortunate enough to find another teacher who was teaching uh, hands on Chinese medicine. And then she really, her name's Kadro. She really opened the door for me. And then I kept weaving together all of this theory with my hands on work and uh, realized that I'd rather continue hands on instead of using needles And then out of that came meridian massage. And it's just an ongoing exploration.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. That's such a cool journey. I'm wondering, like, um, what did you use to draw on for the tenacity of kind of going through this winding navigation of, like, one thing to another? And maybe, like, when you talked about the academic piece of being, like, a little bit disappointed or talked Mm -hmm. about, like, no, I need to finish something. I have to like kind of complete this through. Like, what did you kind of do to, to pull you through to the end? Because many times, especially with new entrepreneurs, I think there could be a tendency of quitting because it just doesn't feel like the right click or just they're disappointed because they're not really seeing the results that they want. So how, right. how did you kind of pull through with, with tenacity to just be like, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep knocking on the doors and still it, it works for me?
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, it, it it might look like tenacity from the outside, but from the inside, the experience is really desperation. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, desperation and a lot of really, really good friends and people around me to support me through this. I mean, I, I none of none of me got here by myself, and I'm eternally amazed by the kindness of strangers. Really, you know, like at one point, Casey, you and I were strangers. You know, we didn't know each other but we just kind of had that feeling and and it could be the smallest conversation uh, that just kind of keeps you going for another, a little bit further. And so, you know, there was a lot of like pulling my hair out, meltdowns, freaking out, especially uh, in acupuncture school. I was like, what am I doing here? This is, I, I hate, honestly, I hate this school. I hate this place. I'm a, teacher. I'm a really good teacher. Nobody was listening to me about, about how much they're, teaching style could improve and but uh i just took it uh i just kind of sat myself down one day and um said look you know if if the spiritual path that i'm interested in this kind of other calling just feeling like there's got to be more to life than nine to five and what i see in the general american dream it doesn't look like a dream it looks like a nightmare (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: I love your honesty with that. And I yeah. think it's so important. Like, what I'm hearing is like really focusing on the big why, you know, it's not a job. It's it was a real quest, a quest, yeah. to do something about what else is here in this world. And right that pathway or that doorway definitely sounds like it was natural medicine or all the things that you were collecting. I mean, you definitely have a lot of tools in your toolbox (laughs) from, you know, LMT to licensed acupuncturist author. Now, I mean, Mm -hmm. yoga teacher. I mean, it's just like, Mm -hmm. I love that piece of you of being that forever learner. And I'm interested in like, when was the pivoting point where you were like, actually, I have a unique approach. Like I'm going to do a school, that's just so dedicated to the Meridian Massage approach that I kind of pulled together with all these resources over the years of education? Yeah, I
1: think that's a great question. I, um, so having a massage school in New York State, there was a bazillion regulations that we had to follow. And then uh, my time in an acupuncture school, I really was learning a theory that uh, I kept saying, I wish I knew that when I was a massage therapist, and I kept integrating it. So I – people were interested. They just wanted to learn about points, so I thought, okay, let's try it. I did a little uh, intro to acupressure that you uh, you came to. That was fun. And I – that was kind of the beginning of, like, huh, people are really interested. And then – but I was still a little rigid, and I was still kind of following the – like, I have to teach in a correct way. And um, I think I – you know, I just – I just kept asking for guidance and asking for help and trying to like find some inner peace within myself. And I thought, you know, what if I did just try this? What if I did just let myself really follow my heart? And so I um, put together a a three-month class and uh, some people showed up and I took a deep breath and I just kind of listened inwardly and let myself teach from that for the very first time. And things just kept unfolding. And the people in that class were really wonderful and they trusted me and they were completely into it, asking great questions, trying things. And it was, uh, you know, they really pulled it out of me. And so I would say that's what it was. You know, it was just, it was truly a leap of faith. I was in my early forties and I just felt like, what am I going to do? What, I, what am I going to express what I Keep hearing in myself and then keep saying, "Oh, feeling blocked, and it's like, mm-hmm. "You know what? <laughs> you can't keep waiting for somebody else to open the door. Um, yes, if that's what I kept waiting for. like, when is somebody going to recognize you know me that I have this thing?" and it's like, actually, I'm the one that needs to recognize it Wow, and find a way to express it. and that is so that,
0: powerful. That's so powerful. I'm so glad you shared that because that is such an inspiration. And Mm -hmm. I see that so much with people that they don't um, recognize how talented they are. You know, there's this sense of humility, but also this sense of maybe insecurity in the beginning where Mm -hmm. it's like... Um, I know it's really common to be like, let's go learn something else. Like I experienced that as well. I was totally in a (laughs) course carousel of like, maybe I'll be ready if I get another certification. And I see that a lot too with my clients. So I love that you brought that up because it's totally like, I have to take a leap of faith. And I love that quote where they say like, it's, um it comes a point where it gets too painful to be in the bud state. Yeah, no other option but to blossom. And yeah. so I really feel like, you know, part of your story really kind of demonstrates that and, and we're so lucky because it's just yeah. like, when people take that leap, you know, now your message can be spread and people can actually learn. And I do think and I'm curious what you feel about it. Like, isn't it so interesting like when we actually take that leap of faith and we get some kind of response, like you said, great questions, you had engagement. It's like just breaking through that very first time is almost the very hardest time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But then you're interacting with people and they pull it out of you because it needs to get clarified. It's very clear to me internally, but it's like, as you said, I mean, we're integrating all these different aspects of our lives and it kind of comes out like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And then you just need some good questions. And then that's like, oh, respond, respond, respond. And really, it was out of all of that that the Meridian book came from. Because I was trying to write manuals for courses and keep not- kept noticing what was missing based on what students were telling me. And so I just kept refining it and refining it.
0: So yeah, I that's absolutely. What And I know, you know, I've been privy to a lot of your um, education, which is like really cool. And I know that one of your strengths is really kind of distilling big topics and making them into like very user friendly bits of knowledge that become like actionable, that people can really get an experience, like a felt sense an experience for themselves. And I, I think that that's so cool. And I'm wondering, like, was that just a natural teaching style for you? Or did you have to actually kind of hone your craft to learn about different learning styles and how Mm -hmm. to slow down and all of that? Like, how was that for you? Yeah,
1: I think it was a combination. I I remember being in second grade thinking like, oh, this class could be taught so much better. Whoa. (laughs) It was a very clear memory. And so that was just maybe a little foreshadowing. But I think uh, it is something that I've just kind of came in with and I've been pretty good at. However, I also went to school uh, for education, so I learned some. I I had a pretty good education in that. But then, uh, when Andrea and I started the massage school, she had read an article by uh, Annie Powell, who is a huge teacher in uh, education and learning. And so, I learned a boatload from her uh, about teaching in different ways, kinesthetic, auditory, visual, and just getting very conscious and clear about that. So she really supported my ability to get clearer and to teach in different ways to different learners. Even though I wanted to do that, I didn't really have the nuts and bolts. And so uh, Annie Powell's work has been huge for me in that way.
0: Uh, That's really cool. And obviously you've mastered it because the (laughs) – The feedback that you get from your students is like, oh my gosh, I've been trying to understand this, whether it's the five element theory or even, you know, the general aspects of classical Chinese medicine. It's just like the way you said it all of a sudden click, you know, now like the light bulb has gone off. And so I think that that's such a unique talent. I'm wondering on the flip side of it, because I also see a lot of people that have an interest in healing, holistic medicine helping people and really wanting to just like sink their teeth into what they really do, like what lights them up. On the flip side is the technology and the piece of like all the other things we need to do as a solopreneur to kind of keep the wheels on the bus moving round and round. I'm wondering for you, like I know in the beginning you had support, but now it seems like you're kind of a one-man band. And I'm wondering how you got over the hurdle of being like, I don't know tech. I don't want to know tech. I really just want to be this. (laughs) For our listeners that are like, yep, that's me. I just want to heal or I just want to help people.
1: What advice
0: would you give them of the other flip side that may not be (laughs) something that like juices you up, but it's a necessary part of the business?
1: Well, that just reminds me of the story. I uh, studied uh, with Rosita Arvigo in Belize and there was kind of this conversation in a different way, just people wanting to figure out how to charge, you know, for a massage or healing and feeling all conflicted about that. And she said that her teacher, you know, who was this brilliant shaman in uh, Central America, he just said, you know, it has to work here too. (laughs) Mm. You know, it's like, we have our big hearts. We have our uh, guidance, you know, but it has to work In the day world too, you know, like you got to put food on your table. I mean, serving other people, you got to pay your rent, you got to get your food. And, and kind of now technology is part of that. It's like, if you want to have a practice and you want to put information out or figure out how to teach online, then you got to figure out the computer and all of that. And, you know, for me from Chinese medicine, there's yin and yang. And so, there's that balance between learning and figuring things out and mastery. And it's like you just got to kind of give yourself the space and time. And, and curiosity is a really good thing to have <clears throat> as an adult trying to learn new things because we're, we're so experienced. It's like, da, 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 and then you hit a wall of something new, and it's like <laughs>
0: so
1: a lot of deep breaths, a lot of backing up, and just trying to be curious. And create a little time to say, you know what? I don't know this. I don't know how to set up whatever Facebook page, you know, Facebook business page. <clears throat> that's right. If you don't know something, then you have to figure out how to learn it. So, uh, absolutely, that's really curiosity.
0: <clears throat> absolutely. And for yourself, like, did you or do you set aside time, like you mentioned, making time? But do you actually like set aside? time blocks or something like where you even give yourself permission or a breath to say, yeah, this next hour is probably going to be a little frustrating. I may want to throw my laptop out the window, but I'm going to set this hour aside to set up a lead magnet or do whatever you need to do to move your business forward. Like, or do you just go with the flow? Like, how does it work best for you?
1: Oh, um, it's a little bit of go with the flow and it's a little bit of setting time aside. For instance, before you and I got on, I, I'm on this thing where I want to learn how to make go, Uh, PDF, you know, a downloadable PDF. And uh, as you know, if you start to do things on a Word document, everything starts to move down the page, and so I'm fried on that. But I recently saw that people were using Keynote, which kind of was interesting because I'm pretty good at Keynote from doing online things, but I didn't know how to make the page 8.5 by 11. So I just Googled it, and, you know, if I could throw out one tip (laughs) for people trying to learn anything in technology – Whatever your question is, Google it. So I put, I just put how to make an eight and a half by 11 page in Keynote. And the answer was right there. And I just was like, oh my God. And I was just sliding around doing it. And then I didn't know how to save a template. So I said, how do you save a template? So I got those directions. And I got that done in like 10 minutes before you and I got on. In my mind, that would have taken like five days. Actually, it has taken years because I haven't done it until
0: today. (laughs) that's amazing i think that is such good wisdom to share and Mm -hmm. i also think like it is there's a sense of empowerment when you know that i can figure this out i may not know it like we're not born techies we're not born with any of these skills Mm -hmm. it's so much about um an openness and a willingness to learn and also Mm -hmm. a willingness to fail on the first time or the first 10 times and i think that For me, I think that that is one of the key values in any entrepreneur is that willingness to try and a willingness to fail.
1: Absolutely. And we're trying like the, the point of being an entrepreneur is like we want to do our own thing. And the great thing about it is the energy you put out comes right back to you. It's not like you're working for somebody else and kind of leaking. It just, it comes around. And so when you do break through, you kind of blast off a little bit. Yeah. and it's really fun and i kind of got this little sentence a bunch of years ago for myself just that i'm worth my effort you know mm. like it's a lot of effort and i just like to share that with everybody else like you are worth your effort
0: yes <laughs> you know we're Amen. so good
1: yeah you know it's like we can be so good at helping other people and da 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 but you know your life is worth all of your effort and so If you want to be an entrepreneur and you want your work to be your own, it's worth your time. It's worth it to have a few meltdowns. It's worth it to feel confused and feel stupid because, you know, a five-year-old can do (laughs) already. But it's it's our thing. We're learning technology. You know, we're older. We're learning technology. Grandparents had to figure out how to drive cars and make roads. We're figuring out the Internet. So.
0: I see that 100%. I mean, the younger generation, they're like whiz kids when it comes to this, but they came in with a different set, a different mindset and everything. And so, yeah, I definitely see um, different challenges through the generations and the younger whippersnappers are just like, oh yeah, no problem. Like even my my niece, she was like, even at three, was just like, Auntie, give me your phone. I'll show you how to do it. I'm like, what? you know and now she's 9 and like literally head and shoulders in just grasps everything that has to do sure. anything that has a screen you know so i i think it's like really interesting but you're right it's there's no barrier no matter what age in fact like over the last year, I've had two clients that were actually 70. They were both 70. Oh, wow, so cool. Yeah. yeah, so cool. And it's just like they knew that it was a time in their life that they wanted to leave a legacy and still have value and fulfillment because it was like, I feel young. I may be 70, like One ended up doing a yoga studio and the other one is doing um, mindful quilting. So how to help with different things like dementia through the task of quilting. So really cool endeavors and it's just so inspirational and it's like, yeah, do you think 70 year olds are going to know how to like put together web optimization and all the different things with their name out there? But what I commend them is like the willingness to say, I don't know. And either one, I need support or two, I can figure this out. You know, really. I used to yeah. say, like, even to my partner, who used to be like, well, I don't know how to cook. I've never, I've never needed to do that. Like I was in the army right. for X number of years or whatever, the Navy. And, uh, and I never needed to know how to cook. And I'd be like, not letting you off the hook that easy. If You can, <laughs> eat, right. you can cook, you know? And it's like, yeah. that's the same thing. Like if you can Google, you can learn any function, you know, it's right. just that willingness.
1: It, it is. And I think it's important to recognize the expertise that you already have. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I already know how to cook, but not everybody does. Yes. You know, and it's like a lot of women have been like raising families and just sort of discarding all that it takes to run a household. And it's like, hello, (laughs) that's a massive amount of expertise, you know, and so it's like you figure that out without not much guidance in general. You can figure this out. And there's really not necessarily that much to learn. It it can feel like, Oh my God. But I mean, you know, Casey, and and you help narrow it down to, well, what do you actually need? Like from this mass of like, you have to have it. You know, like what, what you offer is so great because it's like, you know what you need these five things. Let's keep it in here. Yeah, get these five things down and do them well, you'll be good. Absolutely.
0: You almost need to put blinders on because it can be very overwhelming. And I think that that is um, a key factor that you mentioned. Like, how can I have a successful business with less tools, less logins, less passwords, less everything? And now we're in a world of such great technology where there are all-in-one platforms, whether it is to build your website or even the knowledge commerce platforms where you can have your learning management system as well. We didn't have that 10 years ago or 20 years ago. You know, now even for new entrepreneurs, they're in such a great time where they can just find and search the best kind of all in one so we can simplify. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've like uh, seen the documentary of minimalism. No, I haven't. Oh, it's awesome. I've been like <laughs> totally on the minimalist uh, train, and, and I love it. And it's really all about that. Like um, how can we not get into a world of commerce and needing things yeah. and comparing and the shoulds and really simplify and be like, how can we stay happy and juiced up with less And I've been really trying to put it into place this year. And it's been such a tremendous, like, difference. I mean, it's one of my most favorite things to do. Like, I don't have that much more to go because I, like, kind of get rid of, like, a lot. Cher's like, you're not going to have any clothes left if you keep donating everything. (laughs) But, like, when I get on something, I'm like, this is so cool. I love it. So, like, on the weekends, I'm like, do I really need five spatulas? Probably not. Okay. I'm going to keep my favorite, too. Like, whatever it is. You know does this spark joy in my life, and does this item bring value to my purpose? And if you don't get like a resounding yes, you can have lots of bags that go to people that are going to be psyched and in need for that. And I found it's been so mentally freeing and clearing. Yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of just on the same. I know it was a little rant there, but it's kind of on the wow. same wavelength nice. of you don't need a hundred apps. To be a successful solopreneur, even if your only business is 100% online, yeah. like two or three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it.
1: You yeah. got to do a couple of things well, you know? But Absolutely. you don't need to have like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. That, you don't need all those things, you know? Like all the markers, like, oh yeah, you need all that stuff, but you don't.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever feels good. Yeah. For sure. And and speaking of that, like, I'm really curious because you have a lot of avenues of resources. So you have a tremendous in-depth blog that you've been um, contributing to over the years. Uh-huh. You have over 65,000 followers on Facebook, uh-huh. which is no small feat. And right. then you also have your YouTube channel. So out of those, like, one, was it, like, layers that you added once you mastered one? That's my first question. Uh, well, <sighs>
1: I kind of do the splatter technique, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, I just kind of got, I just get interested in this stuff, which just creates kind of a problem because I'm like, oh, I, I, I am one. Of, I was one of those people who's like, oh, I need all those things just because I like them. And then, so I just kind of whittled them down, but I really liked to write. And so the blog was was the first thing. And then from there, I had to figure out how to take pictures and put pictures in. And then, um, YouTube, I like doing it, but it's kind of, it requires another person and all this requires more setup. So Mm. I don't do as much. And honestly, I get weirded out being on camera. So I'm like, oh, I can't do this today and whatever. And so that's a whole other topic. But anyway, um, and so, yeah, I kind of like YouTube. I like their vibe. It's easy to use. And I also use Vimeo a lot now. Nice. Um, They don't have any ads over there and that's actually going really well. So I don't know if you remember, but I put up things that I had used to have on my um, courses. I put them on Vimeo and they're just sitting there and awesome people are renting them and buying them and I don't do anything. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I like your point that they have no ads because how refreshing to cut through the days, search a topic and learn. Without having these pop ups and flashing things
1: yeah, and I, I pay two hundred bucks a year for them, and i last month, I got two hundred bucks, and I was like, "Oh my God, I just paid for Vimeo, you know like right. it 's not like a multi million dollar endeavor, I guess it could be if I put more time into it, but they take care of everything, you get ninety percent, they get ten percent, totally fair, you put stuff up there i don 't know how I got there, oh, so I like using Vimeo for selling videos on like online trainings you can just put them right over there it's so easy
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's such a good tip. I love that. So would you recommend like for someone that's kind of like, I only have a Facebook page, you know, should I add on another channel? Cause it's really interesting. And again, there's where you can get this conflicting information. Like if someone's tuning into Gary Vee, who's like, you need to maximize every social social media channel, or you're an idiot, you know, like, like, Oh my God, I need like 10 different channels to represent myself. Like, would you be of the school of thought of, like, do one thing until you feel comfortable, bored, or you master it, and then jump yeah. into something else? Like, what's Absolutely. your thoughts on that? Yeah,
1: just what you said, Casey. Yeah, and, like, what are, you, what are you already using? What do you like to do? Do you like to take pictures and put them up? Do Instagram, you know? Do you hate Facebook? Then don't do it. <laughs> like, if yeah. you're like, oh, I hate Facebook, but I have to do it for my business, like, what a crappy vibe to walk around with every day. You know, it's going to jam up your flow yes. <laughs> and there are so many avenues you know and there's people like some people are just love doing videos you got the thing you can talk in a straight line without doing what i'm doing stuttering pausing or trying not to swear it's like go do go do youtube it's great you pop it up there it's easy like go for it it's kind
0: love that i love the yeah. permission to say do what keeps you in the flow and what yeah. keeps a smile on your face, not cool. what you should be doing because you're exactly right. That vibe is going to come off. If you're like forcing or pushing, yeah. you're you're going to actually repel your audience. So yeah. I think getting super clear on your sweet spot of like, if you're maybe more of an introvert, but you really love like the stream of consciousness, then maybe a blog is your yeah. outlet to share your message. If you're more of a ham and you like to be the center of attention, <laughs> you really like to like it, you know, Facebook Live might be, you know, yeah. for you. So there's so much diversity in the channels right now yeah. that I think just having permission to like choose one and do it awesome. Yeah. You know, is yeah. all someone new might need is like, really? Like what a sigh of relief. I don't have to X, Y, Z if I don't want to. No, no. actually you don't. Like you're the creator. You get <laughs> <Right>. to choose. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And you're one person, you know, and these people are out there shooting their mouths off about like, oh, how you can vote. They have a team of people and they pre-recorded that thing and they had somebody write the script for them and they paid a boatload of money to make such a compelling argument to get yes. you to for their thousand dollar product. That's going to tell you all the stuff you could have Googled anyway and you're probably not going to do because it it's too much. And then yeah. you're all scattered. And then for, so for me, that just brings me back around for my own life. You know, I, I'm, I've got to remain healthy and happy. I mean, what else is the point of being here? You know, it's like kind of want to move towards happiness and, and health is, you know, from health is very important. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just, that's my perspective. Obviously I've been on it for a long time. so. You know, if if your work is driving you crazy, that's going to have an impact. You know, and very simply from Chinese medicine, the benefit of following our heart is enormous. It's enormous because we're we're in our our flow, you know. Our chi's flowing, our energy's flowing, our happiness is flowing, and anything that's jamming that up, whether it's like, if YouTube is jamming up your energy, take it seriously and stop doing it and move towards what feels good and
0: that's really powerful
1: it's like so simple but it's very challenging applied to work and to the internet and all this web stuff it goes pretty well you know like yes. we're one we're one person we have a lot of potential with the web but we also have the same 24 hours you know it's important to take it easy and for me i'm always thinking that there's a bigger picture going on that i can't always see and i i'd like to trust in that and it's, a, and it's a good way to go. It works, it works well for me. And that's really my guiding force. You know, I, I, can, I can tell. I'm sensitive enough to tell. And if I'm getting insensitive, I'm crabby and grumpy and I can't sleep and I'm just like about everything. And it's like, that's the cue. You know what? I'm just take a walk. Take a day. Just take a breath. And then break, come back. You know, and you know, Casey went through that with me for a couple of years. It was just crazy-making trying to get all this stuff done. And and I like what you said earlier that there's just more platforms now. You know, I mean, you were creating all of these things that now somebody else can just you know come in and get on a one-off platform, and that they
0: can plug does, into it. Absolutely. You know. And how much faster and how much less stress when you don't have to create the the framework the foundation and everything else, you can actually just plug and play. And like, literally that wasn't available before. So it's really cool. It's a cool opportunity. And I want to just take one step back to something you talked about just being a person of one, not having a team that you can just execute, you know, and most of our listeners are like me, myself, and I, they're the solopreneur, maybe they have a VA, but most of the time in this stage, they're really a solopreneur of one. And I'm Mm -hmm. wondering what advice you have for them to manage expectations. And when we kind of can fall into the comparison of looking at someone that we admire, and Mm -hmm. not really... Um, digesting that they have 10 to 15 people behind them (laughs) run smoothly and look beautiful and have consistent posts and so forth and so on. What would you say to manage expectations of being a team of one?
1: That's a really great question.
0: I I think that it's,
1: it's worth taking a little time to even uh, contemplate that question for a while. Casey, I think that would be a, a worthwhile thing, you know, however long, more than an hour for sure. A couple days, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and something to have some conversations with, with other people and definitely with yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I always just need, I, I have to have a little time in the day, a little time in the morning is really good to just kind of get grounded, to get a sense of things and to just keep coming back uh, to the center. Really. And, you know, working in uh, working in union with my with myself, my little self and my higher self, right? Yes. Uh, you know, there's a greater connection to something. There's something else going on here in life besides the moment I was born and the moment that I'll die, right? There's a bigger picture. And so I try to, to take time to be connected to that larger picture and allow for that guidance to come in. Because when I'm more coherent more harmonized with all of those aspects of myself things do flow easier things can be bigger than i imagine, and they could be smaller than i imagine. but um it's ultimately it's kind of not up to me you know mm-hmm. and i i get a lot of metaphors from gardening i, I love nature and it's like you, there's so many seeds that are thrown out by so many trees you know like right now in florida the acorns are dropping thousands of acorns you know and how are you going to know which one's going to grow, you know? But does it mean that the tree did something crappy because the seed it dropped didn't grow? Like, I don't know. These are the kinds of things that I think about. I love it. And I try to apply them to my life, you know, because I get frustrated. I, I do, you know. I just feel like, wow, I, I, I've learned a lot of things. I'm really good at teaching. And, you know, five people will show up to a webinar. and I'm like, I'm a disaster. Like, <laughs> oh, my
0: God. And it's like, oh, stop. Like, how would I know? Yes. I don't know.
1: I just don't know.
0: Um, Absolutely. And I really like that you brought that up because I think so many people feel like if I grind it out for the first couple of years, then all of a sudden it's going to be an ATM machine. <laughs> and, 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 and that is just so far from the truth. And yeah. but we're laughing because all of the ads and all of the marketing that we're inundated with, there's so many thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of impressions that are hitting our mental plate, that make us feel like, oh, crap, I'm a failure. Because look, this person is saying get six figures or seven figures in 60 days. You know, I've been at this a decade or more. And what the heck? So I really love that you brought that up, because it's not one and done. It is truly this flowing process and dropping seeds. And truly, the success is showing up. And the success is really focusing on who we're serving. And then just keep putting one foot in front of the other, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And whose definition of success are you going to take? You know, it's like, is it how much money you made? Is it how many followers you have? Like, oh, come on. You know? And that's also worth, worth contemplating. It's like, how are you going to, what are you going to say success is? You know? Yeah. What is it?
0: you brought the spiritual aspect into how you kind of like, use your internal self as a litmus test of like, yeah. is this clicking for me? And right. so I think most of our listeners are pretty savvy. They're really like aware of the holistic world. Many of them have like morning routines of journaling and meditating and yeah. like connecting with nature. But maybe for someone that's like, you know what? I'm type a, I'm go, 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 <laughs> you know, whatever this story is like, maybe yeah. it's a story from their childhood of like, unless you work super hard, you know, like, Sweat of the brow is honest work. Like it can be right. deep heated stuff yeah. So for those listeners. Like what would you say would be an easy tip that they can tune in when they start to feel a little out of balance or a little grumbly, or like you said, their sleep mm-hmm. is kind of just not where they want it to be. Yeah. What can they do to like have an embodied practice or take the first step on that inward journey?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if, if you're able to walk, I love taking a walk mm-hmm. and, um, a really easy way to do it is to take your phone and just set it for five minutes and just walk out for five minutes when it beeps, come back. <laughs> so you don't have, you can, you can know I'm going to take 10 minutes because uh, otherwise maybe you won't go because you're just like, oh, I can't do it. What if I go too long? And what if I don't know where to go? Blah, 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 you know, and it's like, don't have to worry about it. Five minutes out, five minutes back and nothing on, no, not making calls, not doing a podcast. Not, like, nothing, just mm. got to shut up the outside world for a little bit. But I, the, the movement really helps, you know, because, we, you know, you get really wound up and our bodies just need to, uh, it's just a physical thing. Our bodies just need to process all of those hormones and cellular responses going off. We just need to move mm. so a little walk goes a really, really long way. And, um, just look up and note, try to see something and notice something and feel your breath. And that goes a long way. And and really, I was wired that way, you know, like I, I have had a really hard time, you know, just taking a breath and trying to figure out how to slow down because every time I do, I think, Oh, you're not working hard enough and you should be working. And if you're not working, then you're not doing anything. And it's like me too. Yeah. And, um, as a massage therapist, I used to work extra hard because, I was just working hard because you need to work hard and my body was hurting and all this stuff. And went- It's so
0: funny. I'm laughing because it's like <laughs> when we're working hard, we feel we're going to like get better if we work extra hard. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. It's like, let me hold the steering wheel even tighter because that'll like, why it doesn't do anything. That's but awesome. I went to this bodywork training once and their whole mantra was what could be easier. And I was like, I thought there were, I was like, you lazy, like all this stuff. But then I, you know, it was a week. What could be easier? What could be easier? And I was like, oh, what could be easier? And it's such a great question. And we brought that back to the massage school. And we changed all kinds of stuff there. Wow. And I'll ask myself that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's good with all this internet stuff. You can think, oh, I have to have 45 accounts. It's like, well, what could be easier? Yes. Hmm. Maybe five is easier. And then I have all that, instead of all the scattered energy, it gets focused and things get better, you know?
0: It's so much more powerful. And it is. that whole idea of how can it be easier, yeah. allow it to be easier, let it be easy. I mean, that is like definitely worthy enough to be put on your whiteboard. So it's your mantra when you start your day. <laughs> it's like, let it be easy, you know, and, yeah. and get that flow. And I remember one of the profound quotes that I heard um Jerry and Esther Hicks when they were like kind of talking about Abraham. And it was like, you don't struggle your way to joy, right? Joy your way to joy. And like, I heard that I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) it was like crazy, like literally lights and fireworks. And I was like that, like you said is something you can marinate on for at least an hour or a day and fill up a journal over. Yeah. When we start to adopt that and take it out of the mental realm, yeah. Our whole life can really transform it
1: really can and that's the fun of working for yourself i mean you get to have this self-directed life what a blast you know there's so much potential in that and
0: yeah, so true and
1: the, the usually the impetus is because you're you know miserable over here so how do we not just repeat the miserable <laughs> as a individual Because then you're really by yourself, getting all
0: nuts. (laughs) That's no fun. Let's not do that.
1: You know, and it is worth time trying to figure out how this is going to be an enjoyable experience. Because it'll be a better experience, and it'll probably be longer lasting. And these might, yeah, they seem like things. Oh, they don't have anything to do with work. They have everything to do with
0: everything. Because you, you you bring your whole self to whatever you do, and especially as a solopreneur, there's nowhere to hide. It's No, there's not. And you put
1: a lot of time into these interviews, you know, we were talking about that before. It's like, you know, people are going to see a half an hour. Right. But yeah, all this behind the scenes stuff to do, you know, and, and sometimes, like the marketers will be like, oh, you could just write a two paragraph blog post. It's like, you know how long it takes to write a good two paragraph blog post? Four hours. It's it a long time. <laughs> you gotta edit, 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 edit. First, you gotta write the whole thing, then you gotta edit, edit. Then it, it's like, it takes a long time to do good work, you know? Not Absolutely. always. Absolutely.
0: And I think I've even heard you say it's difficult to be simple.
1: It is. It's very hard, right? Like, yeah. go take a walk are you kidding me? (laughs) It's an incredibly simple call to action, but it's hard. It can be hard. It can be hard to take a breath.
0: It's so true. And it's so powerful. I could talk to you for hours. I would (laughs) love it if you could share what is exciting. What's on your docket? What's coming up for people to kind of get into your world?
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm every year I do a three month Uh, a three month immersion program in my work in meridian massage so that's going to start in January and I'm really looking forward to that there's a lot of students uh, Casey who took it even the first year when you were working still and they're coming back again you
0: know
1: they just want to go over it again and it takes a while to learn it and I I love being part of a learning community and I love working with people who have great questions and they just want to put this into their life so that's really what's going on and the other thing is that I figured out how to make my eight-and-a-half by eleven.
0: Okay. You're short-term and long-term. I love yeah. it.
1: So I'm going to be making some PDFs.
0: Oh, See what I'm happens. excited for that. The yeah. one thing I totally want to lift you up um, is the fact that you are truly that guide that walks the student through every single lesson every single chapter and module of your programs yeah. and i think that's really amazing and i also think especially as the online space is growing and kind of exploding in that arena you know it's kind of a a thing where people create something and then it's like here you go and then the students like okay and really, you know, we're, we're seeing that a lot of people aren't crossing the finish line with yeah, yeah. a digital course. And I think one of the things that you do so well is that you are with them every step of the way. It's like you show up in such a big way to ensure that the student has success and finishes the um, the program and also sees results in their life and in their practice that was one of the things I loved when I was able to kind of be behind the scenes with you is yeah. that I would hear all these real life practitioners that are like putting everything into what they do to help and heal other people. They could bring a case study to you and be like, you know what? I have this person with chronic bursitis. I've tried points X, Y, and Z. Like what else am I missing? How can I bring in the element theory or, and it's like you're right there and it gets them over the stumbling block. So I love that you have this immersion program. I think it's, a tremendous um, opportunity for, for people to learn from you.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks. And we're kind of doing the same work, you know, like you're doing that for your clients. Like you're with them every step of the way to help get, you know, it's nice to have a beginning, middle and an end. Yes. It is. And it's nice to have somebody helping you along the way. And I, you know, like you're doing it with business and helping people get set up and get on their way. Like you do with me. And then I can do that with students. And we, you know, we can all just, cooperate with each other with each other's best selves and it it works out and it's a it's a fun way to go through life right so
0: it really is it truly is about community and it's like we have these established friendships that are so solid that like look at us i mean it's just like all All these years later right and i love you i love you to pieces. so i'm so (laughs) thrilled that you took time to chat and just go deep and share all your wisdom i would love it if you could um do two things one Uh, Let people know how they can get a hold of you. And two, drop us some final parting words, some bright light wisdom that people can (laughs) marinate and meditate on when they take us with them throughout their day. All right.
1: Well, I love you too, Casey. And thank you for having me on and for the opportunity. The website is bigtreehealing.com. And you can just email me at cindy at bigtreehealing.com. Words of wisdom? I don't know. Stay curious and... Take a breath. That would be the main thing, I think, you know? Awesome. And, uh, yeah, you know, Chinese medicine, classical Chinese medicine teaches us that when our chi, when our energy is abundant and flowing, everything in our life is too. Mm-hmm. So keep your breath flowing, keep your body moving a little bit, your mind light and easy, and then everything else goes that way too. That's the theory anyway, and it, it does work <laughs> It does work. That happens for sure. Yeah.
0: To abundant and flowing chi, my friend. (laughs) Thanks, Casey. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.